Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I want to tell you, cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin, well-known for their top-shelf service department. They don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. They've got a lot of repeat business over the years. You can reach out to Uncle Bill, Rich, Johnny, and the gang, and let the team at Brent Ridge Ford make you a repeat customer. 780-352-6048. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. We go to our Oilers Now headliner today. It is brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K, today. And we welcome back to the show, uh, I believe his official title is the boss of the Athletic in Canada. We welcome back James Myrtle, who uh, covers the Maple Leafs amongst other teams. Hello, James. How are you doing? Are you officially the boss of the Athletic? Uh, I wouldn't put it that way. No, I think that someone at the New York Times would be the boss of the athletics. So I'm I'm a, I'm merely a middle manager. Okay, at, at, at our place. Yeah. Uh, well, at least you're a middle manager. I'm the guy nobody wants to manage. So look at it that way. Uh, I can see that. Yes, you could. Speaking of management and cap management <laughs> and uh, unbelievable uh, dexterity shown. And, and I think you may know that I, I'm a big fan of Sam Lafferty's and was kind of privately hoping that the owners would find a way to acquire him. Were you a little bit surprised that the Leafs were able to work out the O'Reilly-Achari deal and then the McCabe-Lafferty deal and the three trades they made? First, it's been fast and furious, but were you surprised that they were able to make all the machinations work given some of the limitations they had with the cap? Yeah, I mean, I... Leading in in early February, I wrote that I thought what would look like a really good deadline for them would be if they could get McCabe and O'Reilly and somehow squeeze that in. And then they, they've managed to add four other players in addition to what I thought was going to be their limitations. So, yeah, I'm, you know, yesterday was I was in the air on a flight, and when I landed, it was like boom, boom, boom. There's three trades all in a row. So, you know, they've clearly had a lot of these dominoes stacked up in the, in the lead-up to the deadline, and they've just been knocking them down and... You know, really, for me, Bob, I, I, I like a lot of the additions. The The question I have is, is it too much? Like, can you integrate this many pl- new players and change the chemistry this dramatically so close to the playoffs? And I think integrating those players and, and, and figuring out who plays with who and, and who works with who, it's going to be a real challenge for Sheldon Keefe. And, but, you know, I, I think that this really is an all-in season for the Leafs. They're looking at, at their division in the Eastern Conference and what they're going to have to go through to potentially pull off what they want to do. Do, and they're going to have to beat Tampa. They're going to have to beat Boston. They're going to have to beat one of you know the Rangers or the Devils or Carolina. It is a titanic task that they're facing, and I think that that's why they're being so aggressive here. Yeah, it's a pool of death. I mean, it's, that's, yes. that's what we call it, yes. right, the World Cup. You, and maybe Canada ultimately was in the pool of death in soccer because two of the four teams that were in their pool ended up in the semifinals of the World Cup. But, I mean, I, I they're even... Dude, they're even they're neutralized play 
mirrors what Tampa Bay has done, and they did that out of necessity due to some injuries in defense at the start of the year, so they don't score quite as much. Um, but they're rock solid defensively. They're fourth in goals against, and I don't. I think it's got to be stated here, James. When I look at all these moves of Toronto, I'm I'm still circled back to the same thing. What's the status of Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov? And can you go head to head with one of those guys in an opening series against Andre Vasilevsky, or do you concede? that they've got one of the three best goalies in the world and you're going to have to beat them other way. So give us an update on Murray, how the two goalies played so far this season, and do you have confidence that they can come close to matching what Tampa Bay has in goal? I mean, not really. I mean, they certainly are going to concede that as an area of strength. I mean, I think... What the Leafs have done all year, even when they've had a ton of injuries on the blue line, I think they've had more injuries than any other contender on on defense this year, is it's just really a team defensive game. You know, they've got some really good defensive forwards up front. They've added some more with you know O'Reilly and Lafferty and, and Achari and the pieces that they brought in. But you know Matt Murray's supposed to be back any game now. He's on this road trip. I saw he, he was. I saw him in in Seattle there. Um, he's close. But you just look at how few games he's played the last couple of years, and and you just wonder what can you. I I expect with how well he's played, I think Samsonov is going to be the starter in the playoffs, and we'll see what happens over the last twenty odd games here, and if Matt Murray can make inroads there. Both guys, I would say, have been better than expected. Samsonov has been at times a revelation. He's had some really good games, but he's mostly kind of just been solid, you know, and and that's. That the the Leafs front office believes that's what they need. They just need capable goaltending. They don't need someone to change the world because they feel really good about their defensive game. And we'll see. I, mean, I just I wouldn't count too much on Matt Murray just with how few games he's been able to play, the multiple injuries. And at the end of the day, that that's where Ottawa got so frustrated and, and really gave up on Murray is they just didn't think his body was going to hold up, and that's what's been happening this year. Is there – I mean, Ilya Samsonov has eight games played in his NHL career as in the playoffs as a goalie uh, with the Washington Capitals organization. Um, is there a way they could end up being in on Jonathan Quick? What do you think? Uh I don't I mean the cap hit is one hurdle. I mean they they've you know they they created some cap room but then they went and spent it on you know Luke Shen and um they'd have to move a piece out to do that and you look at I mean Jonathan Quick's numbers are nowhere He's, near as good as no, either, and, either and Murray. And, right. And, and the other thing, too, Bob, and I don't think he's going to play in the playoffs, but Joseph Wall, the number three for the Leafs, has been fantastic. Like, he's been one of the best goalies in the American Hockey League, so he's going to be a young guy that's coming up and could potentially be the backup next year if they decide to make some kind of a change with the the two guys they've got. So I know it's a it's obviously a bit of a roll of the dice for the Leafs. The goaltending is going to be the thing that everyone points to. It's what we were all talking about going into the season, too, is like, what's going to happen with these goalies? They've been better than expected. I, I, the team feels better about what they have than last year. You know, they didn't feel very confident with, with Jack Campbell going into that series. And arguably, he you know, he cost them some of the, the key games in that series. So they feel better than what they had last year. And they're just hoping they're going to be able to get through. Yeah. Well, uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I know there's people that think Jonathan Quick's going to get three-weighed into a deal with the Vegas Golden Knights. And that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And we're getting texts on that. I yep. Victor sent that message to us as well. Thank you very much, Victor, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. James Myrtle from the Athletic out of Toronto. Uh, he watches the Leafs on a day-to-day basis. Does something got to give? They've got nine defensemen on their active roster right now. Uh, 
Gustafson, uh, who is the only uh, Oiler pick after round one in the last 20 years that has had a 60-point season. Um in the NHL, Gustafson obviously, you know, can has had a real good year for. I, I, I got to be honest, James. I don't understand that deal from Washington's perspective. Why you give up a number one on Sand? So I'm, and I'm serious. I just, I maybe I'm not that big on Sandine because Gustafson to me was a decent. Uh, granted, he's a UFA. They bring Luke Shen, and Shen's playing for sure. Are they going to trade Justin Hall? Is that what's going to end up ultimately happening here? i got to be honest, I'm not 100% sure what they're going to do, but they're not going to carry nine defensemen, so something's got to give here. And, I mean, maybe there's, they create some cap space there if they – Hall's making $2 million. Yeah. I know that they're they're a little bit down on Hall lately. He's, he's, he struggled to start the year, and then he was good, and then lately he's been he's been struggling again. And so, you know, and, and he's a guy that played pretty decently in the playoffs last year but wasn't in the lineup to start the series. So I, I think if, if he stays, he's probably not going to be – He's not going to be in the the top six, but I, I don't know. We'll see. I, 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 they're going to want eight defensemen, right? But nine is you can't even carry an extra forty if you have nine defensemen. So right. they've they've got to make something happen. I wasn't surprised that they traded Sandine. I, like he's a guy that was frustrated. You know, he it was almost a holdout situation with the contract. He wanted to play more. He was clearly going to be the number seven or the number eight with the guys that they brought in. So. I wasn't surprised. I was surprised, as as you said, with what they got back because, you know, I had done a lot of made a lot of calls and talked to a lot of teams and people around the league about this because I thought maybe they would trade him, and they just said I don't think they're going to get that much back, so it's not really worth doing it. Like that's more like a trade that you make in the off season. So they made a great trade. They they made a great trade. trade. They got a first round pick back. And they got uh, Gustafson is is better than Sheldon Keefe said it today in Edmonton. Gustafson is further along in his career and a similar kind of player who has more experience than Sandy. So they get it's not even a downgrade for them this year. So it's a complete no brainer to make that deal. Yeah, and he's got thirty eight one thirty eight points in sixty one games and had sixty points uh, with Chicago running their power play a number of years ago. Bounced around a bit. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. We're joined right now uh, by James Myrtle from The Athletic. I mean, to me, it looks like Hall gets moved out. You get the cap space there, and they've still got some cap space to add a top six forward because then in a perfect world, you can bump O'Reilly down on third line center. Does that make sense to you? Uh, I've really liked the way O'Reilly's looked. I mean, they've been playing him in between with 
Tavares on the wing and either Nylander or Marner on the other wing, and that's been that's been a dynamite line. I mean, the game in Buffalo where O'Reilly gets the hat trick, they were just all over the Sabers the whole game, and they looked really good in Seattle. And I think O'Reilly might be too good to put on the third line. Like he just might not be able to give them good enough line mates, and he might not be able to give them enough minutes with how well he's playing. So I think what happened in St. Louis is an anomaly, and that's not really the player that he is. If you look at last year in the playoffs, Ryan O'Reilly had seven goals in twelve games. He had a point a game. He played big minutes. I think he's going to be a force for for the Leafs uh, against Tampa. So I kind of like playing him higher in the lineup, and I kind of like Tavares at wing as well. I mean, he just doesn't have the foot speed potentially to play in a, in a track meet of a series against Tampa and Boston, and it makes more sense to put him on the wing, put him in front of the net, and he can use his hand eye, and he can score goals that way. And, and, and they've, oh, they've added a whole bunch of guys that can play center, so there's less concern about what the third-line center position looks like right now. All right. Uh Regardless of what happens here, and the Leafs have got a tough gauntlet to run just to get out of their division come playoff time. I mean, let's face it, there's no other way to say it. Boston's got a you know, terrific deep team. Uh, Tampa Bay's Tampa Bay. They've got a relentless general manager. Leafs have done a great job from a cap perspective. But your top guys need to be your top guys, James. And I think back to that series against Montreal a couple of years ago, and the Leafs scored six goals in the final three games of that series. And I know Carey Price played well. But here's where I say to you, last year the Edmonton Oilers went three rounds. Yes, you can argue it's on an easier side, but Connor McDavid had 33 points in 16 games. Leon Dreisettle had 32 points in 16 games and played with a severe high ankle sprain and had 17 points in five games against Calgary when he could barely walk. The Leafs' two best offensive players, I think, are Matthews, who of course won the league MVP last year, and Mitch Marner. Those numbers, again, 33 and 32 points in 16 games, Matthews and Marner, 33 points in 39 games each in the playoffs. Do those guys got to give you more come playoff time if you're a Maple Leafs yeah. fan? Yeah, to, be, to beat Tampa and Boston, those guys are going to have to be the players that they are. They're going to have to not shrink in the big moments, and they're going to have to come through. And Marner's been fantastic this year. He's had a great year, and especially lately, he's got some. He's got like 51 assists in his last 52 games, or something ridiculous. Like he's just all over the ice, and he looks fantastic. Matthews, on the other hand, he's had injuries. He's missed some games. He's been his line mates have been changed around. He's nowhere close to the player that he was last year. So it's one of the things where you know. There's some concern there. Is, is he going to get back to where he was, not even just last year, the last two years? I mean, he was basically scoring at a 65-goal pace per 82 games the last two years. This year, I don't even know if he's going to get to 40. So there's a concern there with which version of Matthews are you getting to start the playoffs, and is he going to be at 100%? Because it's this is feeling like a little bit of a lost year for him, which is really unfortunate given how important he is to this team. Yeah, well, he'll, I'm now convinced he's going to stay there and sign long-term. I'm not concerned about that. I know a couple of years ago maybe people thought, what about Arizona? Now, I think L.A. might get in the mix, but they might be targeting, you know, who knows? Maybe they're looking at dry saddle as well. You never know there. Uh, final one for you. So the Leafs have made all those moves. I love the creativity. I love the flex- flexibility. Uh, and and like Tampa Bay, they've monetized draft pay, and the return again on the Sandine trade just perplexes me from Washington's perspective. <laughs> what happens if Toronto gets beat in the first round again? I mean, we'll see. But I, I mean, there's a reason why they didn't give a contract extension to Kyle Dubas. So I mean, there could be there could be mass upheaval in Toronto. You know, it's really going to fall to ownership what they decide to do. You know, it, they're. No one's saying anything, but there very well could be an edict that we need some playoff success or we want to see a change. And 
you know, if that happens, not only do you lose Kyle Dubas, potentially you lose other members of the front office like Brandon Pridham, who are so highly regarded around the league. I, I don't think anyone they let go, they're not going to be unemployed for very long. There's going to be tons of teams that are going to want to, you know, the Leafs have, what do they have, like a third of the fourth best record over the last three years in the NHL? Like it's, excellent. They've built quite not. They built quite an operation, but I can also see it from from ownership's perspective. Is like at, at some point we need to break through. So it's it that and that's why they're all in, and that's why it's such a pivotal flexion point for the franchise. And you know, and then you, and then you've got you know Austin Matthews is eligible for an extension in, in the off season. William Nylander is eligible for an extension in the off season. You've got you know UFAs and in, in Bunting and O'Reilly, and they've got some big big questions. They got to figure out what they're doing in the goal next year. And and we'll see if it's Kyle Dupas making those decisions or not. James, great stuff. Thank you for joining us here in Oilers Now. And how's it going with the Athletic these days? Good? Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, we've got a new owner. And, uh, you know, we're launching the F1 department here in the next, you know, few weeks. And it's uh, full steam ahead for us. All right, awesome stuff. Thank you again, James, for joining Oilers Now. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50-plus years. They've got 15 Edmonton and area locations, four in Calgary, one in Red Deer. You can go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Royal Pizza, still making a great stopper recommendation at Royal Pizza, is the Mediterranean chicken. You know what? We're going to marry it and get right into it right now as we head off to the Stan Oilers history for New West Travel. You can travel to California this April to see the Oilers play the uh, Kings of the Ducks. Uh, it's going to be beautiful down there at that time of year in Cali. This New West Travel trip, it's almost sold out. You can visit newwesttravel.com for more information. We're going to go back to the state in 1988. What a year. 87, 88. It was a good year. Here's Brennan Escott. Yeah, we're in record-setting season right now, aren't we? Wow, Wayne Gretzky picking up a first-period assist. He passed Gordie Howe as the NHL's all-time leader in career assists. Howe had 1,049 in 26 years. Gretzky posted 1,050 in just nine years. The Oilers beat the Kings that night 5-3. I know a smart aleck recently, Wayne apparently called this guy and, and uh, said hello and the guy said hey am I talking to the second greatest player that's ever played the game because the greatest is playing in the league right now I don't know who that guy is but that's the story I got told it's a funny story and then Wayne said I was only the fourth or fifth best ever of all time because he's an incredibly modest man all right uh, what do we got going tomorrow we'll tell you Louis DeBrusque will join us for GCL Diesel uh, we'll have continuing trade coverage again our trade deadline show will take place Friday will there be any trades left at that point uh, for uh, the folks at Pub 1905 with 75 cent wings and $7 Canadian and Coors Light every game day head to Pub 1905 on Jasper Avenue, so we'll be back at it tomorrow and on Friday. Got the game tonight. Uh, Jack Michaels on the call along with uh, uh, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, myself, Cam Moon. Brendan's part of the Oilers Radio Network. Face-off show at 4.30. I'll join you from Studio 99 with Reed at 4.35. 6 p.m. pop drop. Louis DeBrosk, who's on the call on the TV side tonight with Chris Cuthbert and Gene Principe. Louis DeBrosk from Sportsnet will join us for GCL Diesel tomorrow and uh, for our friends and they are our friends legacy heat and cooling john shannon will be on tomorrow's show as well up next the global news weather traffic update with eileen bell followed by rob breakerich from two to three and then chelsea on chad with chelsea bird from three until 4 30 so long everybody from oilers now